Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer, and joining me is Jeremy Bradstitch. Hello. How's the week going, Jeremy? Oh, well, it's Monday. How was your last week? Uh, good. It's it's very cold for autumn mm. at the moment. Yeah, it is. It's this fantastic. Is be qu- quite a cold winter. I'm I'm expecting. I hope so. Um, which means that. We need to buy a clothes dryer. <laughs> <laughs> it is it is already taking two days to to dry clothes. Yes. Um and between the four of us in the house, uh there's not enough lead time for me to know when I'm gonna need my clothes. Oh, interesting. I was just about to say, Jeremy, I've never lived in a house with a dryer. Mm. Well, no, that's not true actually, but I I wasn't washing my own clothes at that point, so I may as well like I may as yeah. well have not existed. Sure. Um yeah, I've never used a dryer as part of my like laundry routine. So I, I only did uh, at the beginning of last year when my okay. housemate bought a dryer. And let me tell you, it changed my life. <laughs> I don't know if <laughs> I'm going to ever be able to not. Dry. They 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 are dry within like a couple hours. Mm. They're warm. Mm-hmm. They're nice and cozy. Mm-hmm. You put them in the dryer. You put them in there for like two and a bit hours. Dry then turns off. Clothes tend to stay warm for quite a while, but if you say like, say I put them on, uh, I, I, I put them in the dryer like before work one day, come home, forget about them that night, wake up, go to work, come home the next day, then want to get my clothes out of the dryer. They're not going to be warm anymore, but you could put it in just for another 15 more minutes <laughs> and they'll be nice and warm for you to put on immediately. Let me tell you, no, there is nothing, nothing, as good as having a warm, dry towel for coming out of the shower. Oh, that's quite fun. I like yeah. I like the sound of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The only experience I've had with like warm clothes is like my <laughs> my mum would do the ironing yeah. and would iron uh, her hankies and my hankies and then fold them up into, you know, like little squares, little, and was just like, here, get, ha- hold this handkerchief and put it against your face. Yeah. Freshly ironed, and it's like, ooh, yeah. that's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, warm, warm uh, fabric. It's, just, it's a luxury. Fair enough. I would probably look into that kind of soon. I've heard that buying white goods is quite difficult at the moment. Uh, I think it's it's not, it's not so bad at the moment, at least. Sure, but like, you might not be the only people thinking, "I need a dryer for winter." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turns out. Everyone gets to experience winter. Yep. Well, we were um, sort of. I mean, <laughs> everyone experiences winter in a very different way. I just mean everyone in Melbourne is going to be living through similar yes. temperatures to you. <laughs> Our house is very cold. We have a very cold house. Oh, really? Yeah. It, even in summer. No, no. Sorry, I mean in winter. Like it, like the house stays cold. The house Does keeps whatever temperature it is for a very long time. Ah, I see. Yeah. I see. Yes, that's annoying. I, uh, good though. It's sometimes when it, it, like, it's, it's, you have those snaps, but... It's it's great in summer because the house does not heat up for a very long time. Yeah, but the problem with those houses is then once it heats up, you're fucked. It like, actually wasn't so bad. We, we were actually kind of like we had, we had fans on like during the night in the bedrooms, but like... For the most part, like we we weren't like, oh, I really wish we had air conditioning everywhere all the time, et cetera. 
That's true. I do feel like we had a particularly cold summer this summer past. Like, I don't think we had a day over 40 in Melbourne, which is like, we haven't had that in years. Mm, I don't remember. Mm. Let's just say I'm right. Okay. It's, a, it's a good rule of thumb. Uh, mm. if, you're, <laughs> if you're not aware, this is the Minimap cast. We don't just talk about weather and dryers. We talk about video games most of the time. Uh, you can go to minimap.com.au to find all episodes of this podcast, as well as our other podcasts, like The Pecking Order, which is our pop culture kissability ranking podcast, um, and our mini disc special episodes, our little game club episodes um, as part of this feed as well. Those are all up on the website. Uh, if you want to support us, you can rate this podcast or any of our podcasts uh, positively on whatever podcast service you like to get your podcasts. A positive rating helps us out a lot. Uh, you could also go to patreon.com slash minimapau uh, to support us monetarily if you choose to do so. Uh, we also wanted to say thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog model, the improv as the music for the Minimap cast. You can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Uh... Jeremy, how is the uh, how how is the new Twitter and Instagram traffic? How's our how are our accounts going? Oh, I mean, it's 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 uh, you'd be surprised to find out it's a little bit difficult to gain traction on visual platforms without really many visu- without much visual media. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, look, you know, it's it's there. I saw like your TikTok's numbers are always been inflated. This is a this is not a not a not a surprise to anybody. Um, it was funny looking at some of the videos and the like. It got like I don't know, like eight hundred views or whatever. And the average, yeah. the average view time was I think like two point four seconds or something. Two point four <laughs> seconds. Yeah, which makes me wonder. Like I, I do like videos that get like you know, three million views or whatever. I do wonder what their, um, their average watch time is as well. Um, mm. Because I guarantee you, it's not going to be the whole thing. Um, yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? I mean, you see that in with like YouTube analytics as well. Not that I would know that much, but like so many people click off. Yeah, like I mean, like YouTube's I think was a little bit different because they had a they had a different uh, a different amount of watch time to count as a view. Whereas Facebook, for a very long time, was if you even see the thumbnail, like that's a view. If you're scrolling through and it suggests a video to you and it auto plays, the moment it auto plays, like you've got another view, mm. um, which is like fake. It's all, it's all, a, it's all a fucking scam. It's all, you know, none of it's real. Yeah, that's all there just to give the people the dopamine so they keep putting videos on their platform. Oh, I mean, is in terms of like it's just for advertisers at that point. It's just like, hey, look how many fucking views, look how many eyes you can get on your yeah. product, and it's yeah. like. It turns out exponential growth doesn't isn't a thing that you can just keep doing. <laughs> Netflix knows all about that, am I right? Well, yeah. I mean, they're they're kind of shrinking stuff back the last couple of weeks, aren't they? Yeah, they lost a ton of subscribers. It's almost like they tried to gatekeep a bunch of them from saving money to use their platform. Uh, hey, Jeremy. Hey. Last week we spoke about our backlogs now yes. that we're in a lull of releases and I'm pleased to see one of your games from your backlog has made the list for this week. Yes, I made a conscious a conscious effort to play it. How did it go and what did you play? Disco Elysium. Uh-huh. Game that came out Make, in 2000. Making its- yeah, making its like 20th debut in the, on the new Outcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I think I think I'm not going to talk more about this game after today until I am done with it. Um, and that might actually also be next week. Okay, great. Because <laughs> uh, it, it, it all of is, your seven playthroughs. Yeah, I'm, yeah, actually. Um, Whoa, okay. Yeah, okay, so, please, so, go on. So what what I mean by that is, like, I think it actually finally has its hooks in me in a way that I'm like, like, I'm, like, I'm on the track now to just do all of the, all of it. Um, You're ravenous. Yes. And I say this without having finished a single playthrough yet. Okay. Because <laughs> I keep dying. Um because there's, there's this, this is all very standard Disco Elysium fair. Yes. Um, so, like it, like it. This is this is not going to come as a surprise to anybody. I think this game is really outstanding, um, and I think that this might be, if not the smartest, might be one of, if not the smartest game uh, that has ever been written. <laughs> Whoa. Um, in a way that continues to like shock me and surprise me and delight me all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a couple of screenshots, which I'm going to read throughout my little, my, my little segment on the game. Oh, yeah. uh, the first thing I wanted to talk about this game is that this game is, is a lot. It's, it's kind of a lot like poetry in a way in the way it's written and also what it manages to evoke like seemingly without effort. Um, so, so there, there are, there's a mechanic in this game, which, uh, which I've talked about in the past, but I'll, I'll go through it again very briefly. Uh, you have in, you have an internal monologue, internal thoughts all the time. All these thoughts are different characters. These different characters are the different feelings that you have in like in your head. So like empathy is a character, um, You've got like encyclopedia is a character, uh, a, a, a character, which is just like the um, just the amount of things that you happen to know and can just pull information down from. Um, yeah, uh, let me let me just quickly go through um, some of them by pulling up a list. Um, but what will happen is you will like you will just have these thoughts, and you can just decide if you want to engage um, these thoughts as like a as a conversation, this game is all about talking to other people. Um, yeah, so so some of these are like logic, like I said. Uh, sorry, encyclopedia, like I said. Logic is one of them. Empathy, drama, volition, empathy, authority. We've got endurance, pain threshold, electrochemistry, half-light, hand-eye oh, coordination, friend. perception. Like, that, and, like, I'm skipping a ton of these because there's a lot of them in here. And these there's, are all characters? Like yes and no. Like they are they they're characters. They're all voiced and they all have a conversation with you, right? They continue right. to talk to the detective, um, and they are like their character archetypes in the sense that they're not like hi, like my name's John and I'm Logic. It's like oh, like this is your Logic speaking, and yeah, yeah. like it will talk in a logical way, and you can decide how much you want to interact with your with your Logic skill, right? And then you can put like points into all of those as well and like building up like a D&D character. Um, and so then when you get into a situation where like someone will, someone will mention like a famous figure or whatever, you will automatically without it like deciding to, it will roll a encyclopedia check, for example. If you pass the encyclopedia check, um, you will then be able to engage in a different line of dialogue with that person because you happen to know a bunch about this 
historical figure or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but that works in every single way. For example, if you have really high reaction speed, you're really good at coming back with comebacks as well as like, you might be able to like dodge a punch. Um, uh, pain threshold, obviously like, you know, if you're in a painful situation, you can stay there longer than you what, what you normally would have. Authority is really good at like, like being a commanding presence in a certain situation. Um, uh, drama is really funny because you just gain like this, you know, this flair of drama, right? Like this, this mm-hmm. dramatic, like uh, acting ability, basically. Um, but they're all like they all have these internal um, conversations with you as a mechanic of the game, which one allows you to work through your thoughts about what kind of character you want to play as well as potentially gain a different perspective on the situation which you nor the character might not have realized at the time. And sometimes they are written so incredibly fucking well and they are all wonderfully voiced mm-hmm. that uh, I just sort of like sat there for a little bit. So I was talking, I, I, I had a thought, my character had a thought um, with shivers, which is a skill. Um, shivers is a physical attribute. It is like you're responding to the cold, basically. What the fuck? Description, raise the hair on your, ne- on your neck, tune into the city. So it was raining in Revachol. The music of Revachol is this uh, trumpet echo that happens throughout the city. Um, it, it is this broken, the, the, the city of Revachol is very broken. It used to be the capital of the world. And then 50 years ago, they tried to um, have a world revolution, which failed. Um, it was uh, communists uh, re- revolting against the monarch, monarchy. And uh, the re- revolution um, failed. It is no longer the capital of the world. It is now controlled by, like now different zones of Revachol are controlled by different nations that are surrounding it. Um, Shivers had a thought about the city. All around you, rain falls on the great city of Revachol. Rain drops from the eaves and floods the gutters, washing the filth away. The spring thaw must be here. The snow is melting. You, what am I doing? Looking up at the sky, cold water dripping from your hair. What do I see? Grey sky like great battleships, clouds colliding with one another, rain falls down on the world. How does it feel? Your shirt sticks to your chest. The shoulders of your disco blazer grow heavy. The cold finds its way in under your skin. You shiver and the city shivers with you. Whoa. And that was just like a random bit. And that's like better than most games writing. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um. Wow. Yeah, and that What's is that about. Like, like, what was that about? No, like, like, how's it so good? Why did they decide to go so heavy on that? The whole okay. game goes that hard. The whole game. Um, th- there, there are not many games I think that can that can pull that off. Um, I think, interestingly. Sable might. I still want to go back to that game while I didn't love it, but I, that game that game had some really really good writing that I do want to go back and and, and experience more of. Um, 
But Disco Elysium's got it in spades. Like right. genuinely, like all the time. Um, so I have, I have something to say to you, Kerry. Okay. Last week we spoke about games that I think you should consider tackling. We suggested each other a bunch of games. I suggested you games like Finishing Inscription, playing Resident mm-hmm. Evil 8. Uh, you suggested me Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate Integrate Episode Intermission. Yep. <laughs> you have no leg to stand on when you make fun of me about Kingdom Hearts anymore. Um, that I, is true. <laughs> that is true. It's not. <laughs> it's the same naming conventions. Same thing. Yeah, but the story makes sense. No, no, I'm talking about the names. Um, as well as like Mass Effect, I think, was another one that I think you suggested. Um, no Man's Sky. No Man's Sky was one, yeah. Um, scrap everything that I've ever told you, and I, I now only suggest to you this one game. <laughs> Okay. And I mean that genuinely. Okay. Um, Drop th- everything. Yeah. Like it, in, any, any, any thoughts that you might've had about wanting to play one of the games that I might've suggested to you, I want you to not do that and play this instead. Um, wow. Wow. The, okay. The, the more, the more you play this game, the more you realize that it is like one of those, like once in a generation type games um, that like just, it just can't come around that often because it's just it's, it's, too unique. It's too special. Yeah. And like the game, like, so like I'm, I'm getting, I'm getting more of the story now than I'm properly being able to fall into, um, like, like properly understanding like what I need to focus on while I'm playing. So like a lot, a lot of the time, what my longest playthrough up until this point, or rather up until last night, was um, I played like a complete dumbass, like a complete, like, yeah, yeah, you I know, like two brain cell kind of guy. Um, which is really funny because I went up to this this guy who was at the front of like a union strike. And I was like, I've got another, I, I said to him, um, I've got another question for you. And he said, sure. <laughs> the man whistles a jaunty tune, the wind rustling his whiskers. We've come to Martinet investigating a murder. Murder, huh? That sounds like a lot of hard work. You never see me investigating a murder. Me whispers to him, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> Wait, is that a choice you made or did yes. your character just... Okay. No, it was a choice. It was like, but like I had that choice because I was already playing a lot of a dumbass at this point. Yeah. And refused... Had like low skill in encyclopedia and all yes. the relevant whatever. And also refused to basically learn anything at all times. <laughs> he whispers back, that's okay. I have no idea what I'm doing either. I don't even know what day it is. Don't tell me. It's better this way. Oh. <laughs> um, and the 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 final con- the final brief conversation I have, um, I had this uh, argument with a racist um, who was being quite racist to my partner in crime, Kim Kitsuragi. Um, uh, by, by partner in crime, I mean just my partner. Um, uh, <laughs> Basically, like he, we did this big long spiel about like advanced race theory and all of that nonsense eugenics yeah. stuff. And I told him to like, and I said, ah, I, I actually have an opinion on the stuff that you're saying. And he goes, like, oh yes, what is it? And I told him to like fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> like I told him to completely fuck off. Um, and then half light, which is which is one of my skills. Um, I don't actually know what half life half light means. What the yeah, <laughs> that, that was why. <laughs> the, the description for half light is let the body take control, threaten people. It's under the physique so it's like a attribute. It, it's like a like a blood rage. It's like a 
like an unreasonable primal. Yeah, I think it's just like anger reaction kind of thing. Yeah. Um, Half Light said, "Damn, that felt good. Your heart's pounding nicely. You should tell people to fuck off more often." Me. Kim, I think I should tell people to fuck off more often. It felt really good. <laughs> Kim Kitsuragi, not as a general rule, but that one was justified. Better get the lay of the land before telling people to fuck off. Me. Fuck yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> Half light. That's the spirit. <laughs> that does sound really fun. It uh, And there are so many of these. There are so, so, so many of these. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, it, it's making me think. So is your character voiced? No. So just just the many skill characters and the characters in the world. Yeah, so like everything is voiced aside from you. Okay, is there like narration? Uh not no. So so by and large what you say is quite short. Yes. Um and then anything that you um anything that that is said back to you is spoken. And sometimes that's a lot. Yeah, okay. It, it's making me think of Fallout, interestingly, in, 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 in a couple of ways, in terms of how you, you can roleplay it, and specifically how you, Jeremy, have in the past and yes, previously and currently and going forward have roleplayed in this game where you play a dumbass character or, or what's your character now? Uh, currently, well, like, so I died last night before I, before I turned it off for the night, um, at 1am. Um, but I was playing like a, like, like a brain with no empathy and very little physical ability. So like, okay. like, like, like a, a lot Sherlock. of, like, like, yeah, like, like a lot of, a lot of logic and a lot of encyclopedic knowledge. Um, but, uh, no, no feelings towards anyone. Like I went up to this guy who was like, obviously really angry at me. Yeah, and I like in my playthrough, I never like like at this point, I didn't know. So your character wakes up with, with wakes up with amnesia, so people know who you are, but you don't know who anyone is. Mm. And I walk up to this guy who's obviously very angry at me. So whatever I didn't, whatever happens recently has angered him. Mm-hmm. And he's like cleaning like this this like uh, bird that he's got that it like is a like attached to a wall, and he's mm-hmm. he's cleaning it, and like the empathy roll immediately fails, and uh, <laughs> it was like. You and this guy, you two are cool with each other. This guy is so cool on you. You should say hi. What? <laughs> when he's so clearly pissed at me. Yeah. <laughs> but the empathy, like, like you, but you're, you're so unaware. Your, your, your unaware brain was like, yeah, you and him, you two are cool. <laughs> That's funny. It's, a, it's, it's making me think, one, it's making me not surprised that None of it was voiced to begin with, and that they well, added like, it later. A, a lot of it was voiced, but not oh. all of it. Um, so oh, okay. a lot me. of so initial dialogue tended to be voiced, and then optional dialogue was was not. Interesting. Um, which which is not like that's not un, uncommon in a lot of these types of games. Usually, what it would do is it would give you like like an idea of what the person would sound like, and then not give you the rest of the dialogue. Yeah, um, and that like it's small in the game, like it makes sense. Yeah. And also there's branching dialogue and There's so much there's so much dialogue. There well, is that's so what much I'm thinking, dialogue. right? Like you you your character can be so dynamic and so different, it sounds like. And the responses to every type of character that your character could be from every other NPC responding to that differently sounds it sounds immense. It sounds yes. ridiculous. I, I kinda can't fathom how much work went into that. Like yeah. 
That's why I'm saying like it makes me think of a fallout, but specifically three in New Vegas where yes. your character wasn't voiced and you'd walk up to someone else and you could have like 10 options to say something. And, you yeah. know, some of those would be because your intimidate stat was high and some of those because your charm was high or whatever, or you had a particular trait like Lady Killer or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah that's it's that's fascinating. Yeah, and, and largely that's because like both of these games are just... Like they're just D and D. At yeah. the end of the day, it is just about like stats and checks, um, which is like fine. Like like that stuff works, and like Disco Elysium like specifically shows you the dice occasionally. Like you don't roll it or anything, but it'll show you how how high you checked it. And like you know, double sixes is a pass no matter what stat it is, and double ones is a fail no matter what it is, etc. Um, so you, you can you can crit fail and and crit. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it is it is not unlike especially New Vegas, which does allow you the freedom to genuinely play different styles of characters. Mm-hmm. Bug? Bug? So yeah, it's a moth in my room. Yeah. <laughs> um But this is like a this like a, this is like something else. Okay. New New Vegas wow. is like also like, you know, it's different play styles, whereas this is like you are still just talking to people, but you yep. can you can approach situations from different different angles and so then my final question to go along with your uh heartfelt recommendation where on what platform should i choose to play this game i don't know um from what i can tell the switch port is pretty good it stutters a bit occasionally and also it's got very long load times due to the amount of dialogue in the game it's a lot to load and that did get in the way of some people's enjoyment. I've been playing it in bed via Moonlight on the TV. So I've been playing it on PC. Okay. Um, which we'll get to my setup, I think, maybe in the second half of the show. Because my yeah, setup at the moment. Our, our topic today is like um, uh, where we play games. Yeah. Or um. why does where we play games matter? Mm. Uh, cool. I mean, I'm most inclined to get it on PlayStation. Um, yeah, yeah. Just play it on the couch. Okay, I'll. I will take your heartfelt recommendation to heart. Felt. You should play the game with Sam. Mm, yeah. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Awesome. And then, um, <laughs> and then, speaking of uh, games, once in a once in a generation games, uh. <laughs> Can you Vampire talk about Survivors. 2022's <laughs> Game of the Year frontrunner, Vampire Survivors? <laughs> is it is it your frontrunner for Game of the Year? Oh, I don't know. It's up there. Um, would it, would it is there is there a world where it beats out Elden Ring? I don't think so. No, I don't think so. But it's, it's pretty, great. It's, like it's, it's just close it's, for me. <laughs> it's so fun. It's so good. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I was like basically like the only thing I really have to share with it is I I went to test Moonlight. The other day when I was setting up my bedroom to play games and I tested it by playing um, Vampire Survivors, mm. a game that could definitely just run on the computer that I was streaming Moonlight to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I needed to just like I was I was doing testing and then I ended up playing like four hours of it. And then I played four a bunch. Hours. And then I played a bunch on my tablet um, with an Xbox controller attached. Nice. Um, like a via Bluetooth. And that was a good way to play. That game looks great on like a screen that big. Mm. 
Um, yeah, that sort of pixel art style would uh, would scale down well. I cannot wait for the Vampire Survivors to come out onto the Switch. You want to start all over again? I will. <laughs> wow. You'll have to. You'll have to spend. I don't know, Jeremy. There's, there'll probably be a Nintendo tax associated with it. There'll probably be like sixty bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say like ten bucks, but <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty crazy how how fun that game is. I, I've played a couple of rounds the last the last week or two. Um, yeah, Vampire. It's it's just so fun. Yeah, like it just it just is. Yeah, I've got this. Yeah. Like I got a I got a character whose weapon is like. You throw out minecarts, and they bounce between the left hand side of the left and the right hand sides of the screen. Oh, yeah, it's really weird. That's, that's sick. It's 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 bizarre. It's really hard to like work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like how crazy they're going with that game. Um, I've got a few things written down on my list, but there's one thing I realized I forgot. I I forgot to write down. Uh, so I'm going to mention it now before I re-forget. Mm-hmm. Um, last Monday, we recorded the podcast. And then after that, Sam and I sat on the couch. It was our anniversary. And we played... So years ago, before we moved in together, um, I got Sam a PS4 game. Sam doesn't have a PS4. And the reason I got Sam this game was because it was like, oh, this is like hey, let's move in together. This is something I'm buying you because we're going to move in together and this is something that you could play on the PS4 that you're going to have in your house because we're going to live together, right? It was kind of like a like an affirmation of that. Yeah. Um, and it was the Journey Collection with um, Flower and Flo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we never touched it. We never played it. Like we ever? moved in and did all... Uh, you know, I played Pyre. We did all the other things. And, and part of that was because Sam kind of was like, oh, I've heard so much about this, so... They got a bit scared of it because of how like good it was supposed to be, and was like, "Oh, I don't want to mess it up. I don't want to play it at the wrong time." Blah 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 blah. blah. Right, right. And so I mentioned it, and Sam was like, "Oh, I don't know." And it was like, "No, fuck it. We just got to do it. Like none of this scared of it nonsense." Yeah. And so we played. Sam played through Journey on right. Monday, um, and it was great. I I have a, a weird relationship with that game because I first watched it online. Um. Because Rooster Teeth, it was Bernie had this series where he inter- he did like one on one interviews, and one of those ones was him playing that game with Bray, right? And I so I listened to that and saw most of the game that way. It was just not a good way to experience that game. And <laughs> yeah, then it's a weird weird show. Yeah, and then we played it at school. Yeah, we played it at AIE the whole thing in the, in the morning one time. So also not a great way to experience that game in terms of like an emotional feel because we were talking about, oh, this is what they're doing in the design and how they lead you this way and listen to the music and um, and we were all taking turns and making jokes and whatever. But that was like six years ago, which A, is messed up how time works and B, <laughs> a really long time ago. Um, yes. So it was really good to have forgotten a lot of the puzzles because the game's not that long. I feel like it's pretty easy to remember the different sections. Yeah, I could. I've played that game enough times and liked that game enough that I can probably just, I could just actually explain the whole game without looking at it. Yeah, totally. Um, and so it was really nice to watch Sam play it and sort of re-remember sections, like seeing Sam interact with the 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 flying little carpets that recharge your jump scarf and mm. unlock the 
you know, the, the like decaying scarves that you like speak to and then they unlock the other scarves that make a big flowing bridge. And um, But then Sam got to like the third area and then from the mountain, a bright light, the mountain that you're traveling to, a bright light shoots across the sky behind Sam. And Sam's like, oh, what was that? It starts walking behind them. And then about three minutes behind where they were is another character running around. And Sam goes up to them and this character is kind of oblivious to them, just kind of doing their own thing. And of course, this is the multiplayer segment that I didn't tell Sam was multiplayer. I just I was just kind of, you know, letting it happen. Yeah. Um so I they kind of, as well. I didn't I didn't really understand that it was online at that point because I played it like when it came out. Yeah, yeah. And so I, you know, just kind of let it go for as long as it got. And they they did the whole downhill slope section together. They got into the underground bit in that next level and it was cool watching them like get to the ends of the levels and sit in the circles together and um but then the other character got stuck in one of the underground sections you got to fly up the like seaweed like um carpets Mm. and then went back the other way all the way back to the side of the level was stuck sat down and Sam was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And started walking away. I was like, is that another character? I'm like, yeah, it's another character. And then, like, our food arrived and Sam was like, oh, I don't want to leave this person if, like, that's another character. I'm like, okay, uh, how about how about we get the food, I'll keep playing while you eat, and then when you're done eating, I'll pass the controller back. So And so we, we keep playing with this, this character so we don't lose them. But this person, like, sat down, Sam, like, wandered around a bit, came back, and then they were gone. Because they, they got stuck for like a second. So <laughs> it was interesting. I was watching this other character play and I was trying to figure out what kind of player they were because they seemed very direct about what they were doing. So I couldn't tell if they were someone who doesn't play games more and kind of like didn't get it or someone who's played it a lot or is used to like Call of Duty. Right. Um, but they seemed, they seemed quite like rushed. They weren't like exploring. They weren't interacting with Sam much. They were just kind of going. And then, yeah, when they got stuck, they kind of just disappeared. <laughs> or they might have been doing, like, the collectible hunting. I don't think they were even doing that. Right, yeah. Yeah, it was strange. So, yeah, no, it was it was really cool to watch Sam do. Like, Sam got a bunch of the extra scarf upgrades, and I was really enjoying the music, and it was cool seeing the different... Um, the different zones and seeing it on the telly and seeing it on the PS4. Like it was, it was a really good time. That game is really, really lovely. Yeah. Um, and we played a bit of flow afterwards as well, which neither of us had played. That was very silly. Like those games are, are ridiculously good. Like, yeah, it's mm-hmm. outrageous. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's interesting how like we got those PS3 games from that game company. And then like, but they made Sky and like they've kind of vanished in well, a way from they're like- st- con- They're still making Sky because it's a live service game. Um, yeah, but like who plays it? I think a lot of people, but I don't actually know anything about it. Like I keep yeah. seeing their numbers and they're like, hey, like we've got like 2 million like view, like players or whatever. Mm. I'm like, well, you're obviously doing something right. Like that game was, so that game was bankrolled by Apple anyway, so it didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Because that was meant to be an Apple TV 4 exclusive, if That's you remember right. correctly. It was meant to be playable on the Apple TV back when they wanted to do that. Um, uh-huh. And then it, then it came to iOS and then it's it's on Android, I think. Um, I think. 
Is it on Switch? It might be on Epic. I don't know. It, 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 ended, it ended up coming to more platforms, but to not really anything. Um, yeah. Let's see. It is on Switch, Android, yeah. and iOS. Right. Okay. Yep. 4.7 out of 5 on Google Play, 4.8 out of 5 on Apple Store. Yeah. Um, it only came to the Switch last June. Yeah. So, and Android in 2020. So, yeah. I don't know. Maybe we should play it. Report back. Yeah, I'd like to. Minimap investigates. <laughs> Just plays a game. <laughs> plays a game we haven't played. Investigation. Uh, yeah, it was fascinating. It was really, it was really cool to watch. Sam wanted to play it again to see what different things are different and stuff, but we didn't get to it earlier this week. Um, did you play? Have you played Flower? I played Flower originally on PS3. I did play that one. Right. Um. So we Sam played it for like ten minutes. Um, which was cool to see that again. Game's and, gorgeous. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. And, and you'd never played Flow before? Never played Flow, no. Yeah, um, that's, that's fun. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. I mean, I've played like Flash games like it before in the past. Yeah. I think that's part of why I didn't feel particularly compelled to yeah. go there because like I've, I haven't played it, but I've played it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's definitely a studio's first game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it was also like, because it says like copyright 2007. It was like, ah, this is a... Six Axis Showcase. It was. <laughs> this is an it was. indie game Six Axis Showcase game. Yeah. Um, yep. And for that, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 nice. Yeah. Um, it gets hard. Yeah, it does get hard. We were getting Eden. We were playing co-op, which was cool. Um, and then you can unlock all the different types of creatures, which is cool. Yeah, yeah you can get like a lot of characters. <laughs> yeah, so we, we, we did two complete goes. So we did the first one where you're the like... I don't know, snake thing with mandibles. And then the second one where you're just like a big circle. The jellyfish, yeah. Yeah, and then you unlock like just like a fish, um, which we, we, we called at that point because it took like half an hour each go. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, but that, it was really cool to play that. It was really cool to finally get to that. Um, turns out those games are great. Yes. Uh, something, I've been, I've been playing a bunch of stuff, but... There's a couple of, I've got a couple of check-ins here. First of all, I finally played Mass Effect on the PC for like five seconds. Mm. Um, <laughs> Good. Let's talk about it. <laughs> well, it's just interesting to me how, because I'd been streaming it through Moonlight to my Xbox from my PC. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, oh, yeah, Mass Effect 1, it still looks a bit rough around the edges. It's still Mass Effect 1. And then I sat down at my 4K monitor, 144 hertz, HDR, like actually on the PC, and I'm like, whoa. <laughs> this thing actually looks fantastic. They've done a really good job with the upraise on Mass Effect 1. I just had no idea because I was streaming it to my projector this whole time. And it made me it made me question whether I'm, I'm playing things the right way. But um, one, I was right. It plays way better on mouse and keyboard. And two, it looks absolutely gorgeous on PC. Absolutely stunning. Like, even just the clarity of the subtitles was... It, it, it's just I was just being distracted by how good everything I was looking at looked it was it was immense um, so I'm definitely looking forward to playing more of that I also was playing more Persona right and the reason I'm mentioning this is because it got I got up to a certain boss uh, which is Akumara for those who have played Persona 5 or Persona 5 Royal is it a bear? And, no it's a CEO he's a CEO oh okay <laughs> um, and, but it so the way Persona works is like you, your group is the Phantom Thieves and the Phantom Thieves uh, go around 
uh, changing hearts of corrupt individuals, people who ha- who are so messed up that they've created a distorted reality in their own world of what they think the world looks like. And so this CEO's distorted reality is um, he's a CEO of a fast food chain. And when you go into this distorted reality, it's a space station that's like a big assembly line and all of the robots are like disposable. And what that means in for real life is he thinks of all of his workers in this fast food chain as disposable robots, right? So that's how it all goes. Yeah. So he's he's like Darth Vader in this world. Um. Anyway, this boss fight sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's the worst. It's so so. It's got a half hour time limit, which I've hit multiple times, which is yeah. ridiculous. And its whole thing is that he spawns a row of four employees, four robots in front of him, mm. and you have to take all of them out in the same time limit so you've basically got two turns per character so you've got eight moves with all your characters to kill this line of workers and if you don't one of them will self-destruct or they'll all run away or both and then they've reset the workers right and these are workers you've been facing along the way but that none of them had a time limit or a turn limit so you know there's like normal grunts you get through them easy peasy no worries like the next level of grunts easy peasy no worries then there's like like a like a manager kind of like a like a line manager kind of deal and they're mm. a little bit more difficult but not too bad and then the third manager is really tanky and you have to get all of your hits off in the right order with the right characters to take them down and not just start being whittled away and then there's like this really big like chief who is who's the same deal you got to take him out in that eight turns within the time limit or you're or you're fucked, or they self-destruct, or they run away and reset. Right. And it takes so long to get through them. Like it took me like eight attempts, and that was half of those attempts were after I looked it up and saw a bunch of the forum posts saying, "Yep, I just walked away from my seventy-hour Persona Five save because this sucks so much, and I'm Holy shit. I've done this fifty times, and I'm I'm over it." <laughs> And people oh, were fuck. saying, like, I can't believe they didn't rebalance this for Persona 5 Royal. It's so bad. Yeah, right. It's ridiculous. So, But one thing I saw was, like, oh, if you've got Royal, you've got access to a DLC Persona that has a really high damage spell, which is great for one of the later lines of workers. It's like, great, cool, I can cheese this, great. Even knowing a strat, though, if you didn't pull it off perfectly, you wasted too much time so that it was the 30 minutes were up. Or, like, you just got whittled away and got insta-killed. And the way Persona works is if Joker, your character, dies, the whole round is over. It's game over instantly. Everyone else could die and then you can revive them. But if Joker dies, game over. Mm. So I tried and tried and tried and tried and tried. And then I finally beat this fifth line of workers, This these, like, chiefs. And then Okumura puts down, and I did it in good time. I'd run out of mana a little bit, but that's fine. And then the Okumura brings down this like super chief, this, this big, really, really big guy in a black suit. I'm like, that's fine. I've I've gotten past the hard bit. This one isn't resistant to any spells. I just got to hit it and hit it and hit it. Anyway, two moves in. It's got a one hit KO attack. We all die and it's over. Fun. And I have to do it all again. Yeah. <laughs> like, I've, it's been like three nights of me trying over and over and over a few times until I get sick of it, and then just being like, fuck this, and then I go and do something else. 
That sounds not fun. <laughs> it is not fun. And it's the it's it's the first time in this game that anything like this has happened. It's so frustrating. Yeah. I I can't I can't reconcile that they made it like that. It sucks. <laughs> yeah, that sounds not unlike um when I watched my old housemate play Xenosaga. Xenosaga. Okay. Yeah. There's like Is that just- the that's the like the prerequisite to Xenoblade? Kinda. Yeah, <laughs> how much, like how much time you got? It's the Not spiritual enough. predecessor. Yeah. Um Yeah, there's a there's a point in that game where it's just like, yeah, like you better be strong enough to do it, because otherwise you just have to restart the whole game and be stronger earlier. Oh no. Yeah. That's bad game design, is what that is. Mm-hmm. So I, I would find myself constantly frustrated and close Persona and I wanted to play something else. And so I loaded up Arkham Knight, which I'd had installed <laughs> on there for a couple of weeks. And Jeremy, I've played so many hours of this game this week. <laughs> I've played so much Arkham Knight. Um, it's been really interesting, actually. It's been really fun. Uh, yeah, I'd it, played... it, it's okay as a game. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not fantastic no it's not which is surprising to me um and there was kind of that vibe when it came out seven years ago um but yeah i played arkham asylum when it came out um and i played through a bit of city a couple years after it did um and this is very much you know the next one yeah plus the batmobile which is also a tank yeah and Mm. i remember a lot of the criticism being like too much tank yes um i don't mind the tank stuff it is a lot Oh, you I haven't think... seen, you haven't got to the part yet. <laughs> really? There's like a, just like a long section where it's just like, hey, get ready to be in here for a while. Oh, okay. Th- is th- it like, like, you just keep going back to this fucking thing. Is it like in the, okay, I'm I'm pretty far into the story. We can talk about spoilers. <laughs> so yeah, like we're going to spoil this game. Like I'm going to yeah. talk about some part of the story. Um, yeah. Although don't spoil what I'm not up to yet. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but the whole premise of this game is that in Arkham City in the second game, the Joker infused his blood with yours so that you could, so he that he forced you to help him find a cure for his toxin that he infused himself with in the first game. Yeah. Um, he dies at the end of the second game. He's yep. definitively dead. You watch him burn at the start of this one. Yes. Um, but it turns out the people who are infused with Joker's blood, because he sent it to a few blood banks in the area, um, they're they now have this sort of late onset Joker, Joker syndrome. syndrome, basically. Yeah. They call Batman. it something else. Including Batman. So he's seeing the Joker and the Joker's like fucking with him. And yeah. Scarecrow's new gas isn't making him see like bats crawling over the walls and skeletons or whatever. It's making him see the Joker more and more. And the Joker is coming out in him more and more. Yeah. So like... He opens the Batmobile door and, like, Joker's already sitting in the cockpit, like, making fun of him. Um, or, like, uh, the first moment when you see him is, like, uh, Batman's trying to neutralize one of Scarecrow's agents and he, like, he turns around and the Joker's holding a gun and, like, knocks him out. So, like, Batman passes yeah. out and, like, he doesn't get a thing done because this psycho version, or rather this, like, internal head version of the Joker knocks him out. Yeah. And so it's all about him, you know, he gets gassed more and more throughout the game and the Joker becomes more and more prevalent. Like, I've I've locked Joke, uh, Robin away in, like, a, a cell 
Yeah. Because the idea was Batman goes in there, but Batman's like, no, I have to finish this job. Yeah. And Joker convinces him that Robin's going to die if he... So, yeah, that's that's the whole thing. And I think that's been really fun. They, they play with that in a lot of ways. Like, you yeah, blow up... Good. You blow up the, the walls to, like, progress, and Joker's just there, and he's, like, making fun of you, and he's talking about how he killed one of your friends, like, in yeah. the past. Like, it's... I think it's really good. Yes, um, it is. This game's too long. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. <laughs> it's so long, Jeremy, and I've been more or less mainlining it. Like, I look at all of the other things they put in there, and some of them are interesting, and some of them are quick. Like, some of them are only like, oh... Three different missions and you'll have this side quest completed. I'm like, all right, I'll do that. That's interesting enough. And some of them are like 25 different times you have to defuse a, a bomb on the street, which is just like defeat armored vehicles, yep. like zone defense. Mm-hmm. And they're optional, so I don't have to do them. But I look at them and I'm like, nah, I'm not doing that. Yep. Not nah, clear this tower. Nah, I'm not doing that. Clear this checkpoint. Nah, I'm not doing that. Get this APC. Nah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> like, oh, yep. penguins like running arms across the city catch all of his trucks nah not doing that and all the while i'm doing the story a lot of the time and it's there's so much faff there's so much like i have to go do this thing oh no now i'm in this building and i have to do three things and all of a sudden i'm in that one building for an hour and a half and like the stuff that's happening isn't that interesting and I've forgotten why I was in there in the first place and I get out and nothing's changed. And There are frequent moments where it's like, all right, time to get back to the story and I'm like, I don't remember what was happening prior yep. to now. Yeah. Uh, there, there was an interesting moment, like the, the track is on like 80% through the main story and there was an interesting moment where I finally like defeated the Arkham Knight who's this, the Watchdogs villain. Got this like, <laughs> like techno you know who he is helmet no not yet because right. like he pulls him batman pulls him out of this um tank and it explodes and then they start like beating each other up and batman like hits his head and hits his head and then the helmet comes off and under it is the joker and so yeah i i don't the player doesn't actually know who the yeah, Arkham Knight is yet. yet yeah i've got a pretty good idea because they did some pretty um heavy-handed What's scene setting Pardon? What's your theory? I'm not going to confirm uh, I or think deny. He, I think he's Jason. Right. Maybe. Dead Dead Robin, but maybe not. But Because they just... It, this game does a really weird thing, and all of these games do this, do this, where this is a Batman that's been doing this for ages, mm. and so all of these characters already have a history with each other, which yeah. is almost always based on the comics history, in terms of like how Barbara Gordon is already like shot in the spine. So she's like Oracle now helping Batman from the chair, like, or how Batman's already gone through like two other Robins and is on his third Robin now. And like, they have all the dossiers in the menu so you can read through that stuff and catch up. But it's, there's a lot of like, sort of, if you don't know this. So this game does a good job at actually bringing that stuff into the story, which you're just not up to yet. They they will they they will give you the backstory you need in this one. Yeah, I I feel like that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. Like they did this whole flashback sequence with the Joker and um, it's Jason Todd, right? Who? His last name. I uh, want the the first Robin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the second Robin. Second Robin, right? Yep. Yeah, Jason um, Todd. Who ostensibly Joker killed? Yeah. Um, but they made such a big deal out of it, kind of out of nowhere. I'm like, yeah. Hmm. 
Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder who this person who hates Batman is. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if this person I wonder if it's this person who was made to hate Batman and we were just told why he hates Batman. <laughs> yeah. It's the it's 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 uh, Nathan Drake's brother. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this game needed a rewrite. Yeah. Uh so yeah, it's been a really fun just time sync though. Like what I noticed was, so this last week I finished my Elden Ring walkthrough work that I've been doing for two months, right? And that's been a massive weight off. And that was when I started playing this game. It was, it was just a Wednesday. It was like, I've got one more thing to do. It's going to take me like four hours. It's not time critical. I could do it right now. Or I could sit on the couch with this cat sleeping next to me and just play Arkham Knight for three hours until it's dinner time. And I did that. And, like, I finished that, and instead of playing something where I felt like I had to be playing it to keep up with something that was new and modern or play something to um, make sure I'd, I'd not ticked it off the list or playing it for work, it was I was playing a seven-year-old game that I wanted to play back then and I hadn't thought of in years, that no one's told me to play in years, that no one's spoken about in years. <laughs> And I yeah, was just playing it, it. It's not a loved game. It's like, it's a liked game. It's the... It's, it's competent the, enough. It feels okay. It looks good yeah, enough. It's, it's it's the worst in a trilogy, but like, it's not not a bad game. Um, yeah. The studio hasn't released, like their game, their next game isn't coming out for at least another year. Which is um, ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, how do you like Breaking Bad's Mike as Jim Gordon? <laughs> I, I was noticing that. I do. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. He... he He's in a lot of like the first twenty percent of the story, and then yeah. just disappears. I haven't seen him in yeah. hours, probably because he's, he's so expensive. <laughs> he's also not fucking Jim Gordon in the other games. It's a really weird casting yeah, decision. It is strange, and I wonder if that's because like he's got a little bit more personal involvement in this one in comparison to the other games. But maybe, yeah, it's weird. But like he he Gordon's got the opening monologue. Yeah. And I was like, and I knew they changed the voice cast for Arkham Origins, and I couldn't remember how many people came back for Arkham Knight between Arkham City didn't do Origins and then did Arkham Knight. And uh, I'm pretty sure basically but, everyone who was in City came for Knight. Ba- but then basically, didn't do yeah, yeah. The reason Which they is- couldn't, the reason they couldn't go into Origins is because they were too busy recording all the dialogue for not for Knight. Oh, interesting. I had no yeah. idea why they weren't in that one. That's fascinating. Yeah, it was like as as far as I can tell, it was like yeah, like we just like don't have. Uh, like the, the scheduling is just like not lining up because there's way more dialogue in fucking Origins. Oh, so uh, much so, dialogue in Night. Sorry, too. sorry, sorry, sorry. There's way more dialogue in Night. Rather, yep, yep, yep. we don't have time to do Origins. Um, this is a great uh video on YouTube, which is Kevin Conroy, who does the voice of Batman, um, on stage at like a Comic Con, and it's, he's talking about the time he almost got like not almost got fired from doing Batman, but like he got in trouble from from WB. Um, I've heard about this. Yeah, go on. Because he was like, someone's like, hey, like, you know, like the new Arkham game has been announced, you know, like, can you talk about it? And he's like, oh, I didn't know that was already announced. You know, like that's, that seems early, but like it's already been announced and the fans like, yeah, you know, like I'm really excited for it, you know, like, and I was like, yeah, like we all, yeah, like I guess I, you know, I'm happy to confirm that, yeah, I am again, Batman in, in the Arkham Knight. And they're like, Arkham Knight? <laughs> <laughs> like no 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 like Arkham Origins and he's like oh no <laughs> <laughs> that's so weird though yeah it's I so know right weird like he should have got a, a memo he should have got a memo saying like hey we've got another one coming it's not you you're in the next one don't say anything yeah 
the person who plays Batman is going to Comic Con and no one told him. Yeah. It's just so strange that this this third game that isn't it's it's such a black sheep of the series. It's an Arkham game, but it's just not treated like one. Well, yeah, and it's it's made by a different team and it reuses the Arkham City map and Yeah, totally. It's like a it's it reminds me of like Fallout New Vegas in comparison to Fallout 3, but like Kinda, different. yeah. It's yeah, it's like a it's also weird because it's like it's 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 like Batman's first like it it's his night. first year. Yeah. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's the first night. It's it's really early. Yeah, no, remember. it's like Halloween or something. Yeah. It's like it's one of his first like bad <laughs> like yeah. nights. Yeah. So yeah, it's been a weird, messy time. And like the more I play it, the more I'm not interested in the side stuff. God, the Riddler trophies, the all of the Riddler puzzles suck. Yeah, yeah, they're way worse like, than this. I think they're just bad. Like, they're so obtuse and they require you to do something you've never done before or require you to do something with such precision that, like, the game doesn't really allow for. Yeah. It's like, why am I doing this? Or it's like, you know, like, hey, like, I built a racetrack under Gotham. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to test your intellect, intellect, Batman. Drive around this loop three times. Yeah. It's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this isn't this isn't intellectually stimulating. This is this is like what is this? It's yeah. not the Riddler. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a really strange game, but perfectly fine. Fun enough. Yeah. Um such a seven yeah. out of ten. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I it's been a very good persona shitty boss palette cleanser. Yeah. Persona's been so frictionless, you know? You just kind of set it going and it's like you might lose to a boss once and then you keep and then you try again and then sit down for five hours of, like, visual novel. Right. And I'm... Anyway. <laughs> uh, we're going to go on a break. We've had a, we've had a busy week of games. Mm. We're not done yet. No, we're not done. <laughs> um... We're going to go on a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about where we play games and why the different locations that we play games is important to us. Um, so, yeah, have a think about, like, when, you know, what different platforms you like to play your games on, if you play different games on different types of platforms and different locations, uh, if those different games have different effects on you. That's what we're going to be doing during the break. If it's going to be a few seconds, a bit longer for us. We'll be right back. Minimap cast. Uh, we uh, been listening to the Disco Elysium soundtrack during the break. It's been surprisingly contemplative and not at all chaotic, <laughs> which is my only perception of that game is how chaotic it is. <laughs> uh, Jeremy, we're going to talk about. Wait, hang on, what did I write down as the as the topic name? What's the difference between no? Where we play games is the is the overall topic, or and, why and where why, we play games matters. Yeah, where we play games and why it matters. Uh, this is this is just kind of like an errant thought that like we felt like we could dive into a bit more, and it's I feel like it's quite relevant not only 
to disc- discussion and things that you've been playing this week, but also considering that I've been talking about moonlight streaming like every week for the past four weeks, I think it's I think it's just relevant to just what we're doing at the moment. Um, I think there's more options to play things in different places than um, we've had before in the past, and it lends itself to this semi nostalgic, semi contemporary uh, introspection. Yeah. So we've got a few subtopics here, um, but when you say where when 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 I say where we play games and why it matters, what what's your first thought, Jeremy, for that overall topic? Um, this this came out of so so when I sent you this message, I had a specific uh, scenario which which made me think about it. And it was when I was playing Red Dead Redemption 2, I played uh, the first chunk of that game on my PS4 when it came out. Um, But after that, I didn't play it on the PS4 almost at all. Like I sort of like fell off of it a little bit and I didn't like, like I liked it, but I didn't love it, et cetera. And then I bought it a couple of years later again on the PC um, and I got through the entire game, um, relatively easily, honestly. There was a lot of like, all right, I think I'm going to beat it this time. And then it's like, oh, nope, still a whole lot more left in this game. Um, yep. but I, for some reason playing it at my desk, sort of a little kind of like cozied up in my chair made me enjoy that game a whole lot more. Yep. And I don't know why or rather we're going to explore possible reasons why yeah no i think that's totally fair it's fascinating because i've i've played the first chunk of red dead redemption on pc Mm. and i think i'd enjoy it way more on the couch right yeah um uh, a possible candidate for moonlight streaming perhaps but Mm. yeah no it's interesting both both in the way that different games lend themselves to different places, but then also where different people appreciate things in different places. Yeah. Um, so our first sort of little subtopic that we've got here is what's the difference between handheld and, quote, sit down, unquote, gaming, for a lack of a better term. I couldn't think of anything. Yeah. Like, what did, what did, what did, what was the Nintendo thing we looked at before? Home entertainment or something? Like home console setup? Yeah, it was, it was home console versus handheld. And they also have a, a third one because they, they talk about this as well as the, their third option is um, tabletop. Tabletop, yeah. So that's all the, all the ways you can play the Switch. Um, but yeah, I, I couldn't think of a, an all encompassing name for. No, I think yeah. stationary gaming or yeah which, which is um, funny because because what we mean by stationary is we like which maybe we should sort of split off a little bit is like sitting on the couch playing it on the tv or well yeah like uh, this first question i think i think it's important to talk about the difference between playing a game at home yeah whether it's on the couch or at your desk or something mm. versus playing a game on your handheld system yes whether it's at home or on the train or out in the park. Yeah. Um, specifically that distinction between handheld and console slash PC gaming. Right. Um, because that's where my brain goes to first when I think of, you know, oh, where we play games. Oh, well, I can play handheld or I can play in the, at home. Mm. Um, and I think, like, I have, a, I have quite a distinct 
feeling for games that I can play handheld. Um, like, and I think you're right when you're, when you're talking about Red Dead and how like you could really sink into it at your PC. And that's what, that's what enabled you to really get absorbed by that game. I think that's, that's the key factor that I'm looking for in any gaming experience is what's going to allow me to just be absorbed by it. Sure. I'm not worried about other things where I'm not thinking about other stuff where I'm not, not getting distracted where if, if, if I'm playing a game and it's got me into that zone, you know, that flow state that everyone talks about. Yeah. Then that's, that's the like peak conditions for it. Right. Um, and I feel like handheld games, I would do that a lot with when I was younger, when say I wasn't the main person using the TV all the time, or I would be going somewhere cause my parents were going somewhere and I needed something to do. Right. Mm. Um, you know, I'm not going to be thinking about driving or my parents are going to be talking or they're going to be talking to my brother or something. So, like, you know, when you're younger, you're not always involved in all of the steps or the conversations or or even the activities that are going on. It's like, oh, you know, there's your Game Boy, there's your DS. And those are the times, you know, I, I played so much Mario 64 DS. I think about that a lot where I think back to like, I got like 130 stars in that game, like without trying. It was just because yeah. I played it so much. Mm. Um. But now if I'm playing something handheld, it's usually on a bus or a train while I'm listening to a podcast, so I'm not getting the game audio, um, or I'm at home anyway. And if I'm at home playing something handheld, it's usually on the Switch, and if I'm playing it on Switch, I may as well play it on the telly. Right. So like, I've got this weird feeling with handheld right now where it's kind of like, ah, why would I bother is kind of my... That's that's where I land on handheld at the moment, but I have such a fond memory of that old setting mm. that it that doesn't apply to me anymore. I don't know. How do you feel about handheld gaming these days? Handheld for me is like when I'm playing games in bed. Um, up until at least very recently with Moonlight, but even then, still, um, because I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna lump in me streaming PC games to my tablet while I'm in bed as handheld. Um, uh, I I I do that when I want to be, like w- when either I'm playing something that I know I can, especially on the Switch, I know I can pick up and put down as I need, or I sort of want to play, or like not so much as an unwind, but it's like it's like reading a book when you go to bed, right? Like I'm gonna like play a bunch of a game that I can sort of give almost all of my attention to um but specifically while horizontal (laughs) (laughs) being horizontal is a is a good selling point yes yeah it's interesting whereas like if i'm playing something on the tv yep um like out like at, at my place the the tv room is largely um like sectioned off from the rest of the house like you have to like it's it's one of the one of the bedrooms is a is a tv room um, so like by and large, the TV room is like a, you know, like I, I, I will either be in there on my own or someone else will be in there when with me chatting to me while I'm playing the game. But like the couches are facing the TV, the focus is on the TV. Um, but it's a different type of thing, right? Like, I don't know if I'm going to play many, like very many long form games on the TV, 
Really? Yeah, I like. Not, I don't know. Like, I, and I, you got I, that big fancy telly. So, so yes, but I mean, like, I think what I mean by long form games is like, I played way more Elden Ring in bed than I did on the big TV. Um, Interesting. And I think because uh, Elden Ring isn't the most enjoyable game to watch really like it's fine to watch but like if you don't really know what's it's not going like on horizon where you can yeah. listen to the dialogue or some yeah story where it happens whereas horizon i played nearly all of it on the tv with one of my housemates who was just sort of coming in and out as as she was getting home from work um and would sort of be invested in the story via just watching it yep um spider-man for example great game to play on the big tv mm-hmm. whereas um you know, also, weirdly enough, Tetris Effect is great because I can talk while I'm playing it. Yeah. So so the playing at the TV is definitely a social consideration. Kind of, yeah. But but also it's like sometimes like like the reason I bought this TV is like one is for games, but also it's also definitely for movies. Like it is the cinema room. I've got the like the speaker set up and everything. And I want that room to be the best experience possible for watching a movie. And the best mm-hmm. experience, you, like the best place to watch a movie, in my opinion, is like the cinema. It is like everything is set up and designed to be in favor of the movie. Mm-hmm. And so trying to replicate that, like I think I would like to play maybe shorter, narr- like maybe just narrative type of games on the TV as a priority, right? Like, it, like you know, another Uncharted comes out. I'm going to play that on TV because it's going to work well with that setup and people can come in and out and still enjoy what they're seeing. Mm. Whereas, like, you know, Call of Duty, for example, it's not the most interesting thing to watch, really. Sure. Question. If mm. you lived alone, would you use your TV more? I don't know. I have to, I have thought about that because I think after after the place I'm currently living, I I do want to move into my own place. Um. I I I I honestly don't know. I used like I do have a TV in my room, and there there is times where like I just like will go a month without even turning it on. Because mm. um, sometimes I just don't use it. Sometimes I'm just like whatever games I'm playing might be on the Switch, and I just want to play it handheld, or I might just want to play it on the computer or whatever, and I just don't use the TV. Um, yeah, I'm not too sure. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I, I don't know. I don't live alone. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. There are times where, like, you know, I'll go, I'll go about my day. I, I feel like we're, I feel like this is tangential, but also this is just where the conversation's going. So like, yeah. I'm going to roll yeah. with it. But like, um, there are times where, uh, especially in the last two years where Sam and I have spent so much time in this house at the same time together. Right. Um, yeah. Where and that makes the times where we do have time to ourselves at home quite different um, and quite yep. noticeable. And it's like, oh, I'm home alone. I can do whatever I want. And not like, you know, Sam's there at. <laughs> Jeremy, what have you done to the spreadsheet? Nothing. It's fine. <laughs> um, it's not like there are times where Sam's there going, like, oh, why are you playing this? Go, go, go do something else, I don't want to do this. Like, you know, we're very considerate of each other and all of that. But there's something freeing about like, oh, I could just do what I want. Yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. I don't have to I don't have to even think about what anyone else would want. Not that I mind doing that, but I just don't even have to. 
Yeah, um, and, it, and it's not a thing that will like usually affect my decisions often. You know, sometimes I will sit on the couch with one of my housemates and she'll be like, do you want to watch a movie? And I'll be like, yeah, I actually really want to watch this. And she's like, I don't want to watch that. So she'll just get up and leave <laughs> and I'll just watch the movie. <laughs> um, and, and not in a like, not in a like, oh, like we can't come to the decision. So I'm just going to like go away. She's like, yeah, I, I just don't feel like watching that. Yeah. Um, or like, you know, she'll watch like a middle half of it or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, and yeah, like we're all pretty considerate as well of like, of, you know, using the TV and, and stuff. Cause we've all got like, we've all got ways to watch whatever we want to watch in the, in random, totally. in there are options in the house. We'll say, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, like I think there is a level of like a like oh maybe I put on this so that like I can hang out, which does yeah, you know that's a thing to consider sometimes. Yeah, totally. So, what's the difference then when it comes to playing something in your hands compared to playing something on a monitor or on a telly? Like when you've got the screen, the controller, it's all in your hands. You know what I mean? Like. What what do you feel you might get out of an experience like that that you wouldn't otherwise? I think a lot of it has to do with immersion and distraction. I think mm-hmm. when I am playing something... So when I'm playing at my desk, for example, I've got three monitors, which is already a distraction. I can always do something while I'm doing something else, for mm-hmm. better or for worse. As well as I've got my phone here, and I've got a little stand for my phone so I can see it. So yep. if I get a message or whatever, I can see the message pop up and it's facing directly at me. Hmm. So you've got four screens. E- kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so if I'm playing a narrative game, for example, like if I'm going to try Norco, maybe, I might not want to play that here because I want to sort of get the whole, get the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And I might miss some of that here with distractions from Discord or having, you know, Spotify open or having Twitter open or having a message on my phone. Um, So if I'm playing Apex, for example, which has got a lot of downtime, works great here. You know, looking for a match, I can look up stuff on a monitor, open up Discord, talk to people, etc. Handheld, I think... It commands attention in a different way. I think because the handheld thing is right up in my face and both hands are on it to control mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. I don't often use one hand to control my switch because it's just a little bit heavy for that. Yeah. Un- unless I'm sideways. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but what that also means is Nintendo have really heavily focused on making their suspension tech on the switch really versatile. So mm. I can pause a game at any point and look at my phone. Whereas if I'm sitting in bed watching something on the TV, I'm less likely to look at my phone because the game is happening on the TV. As, as well as if I'm sitting on the couch in the living room with, with, the, with the nice TV, I'm less likely to be distracted there. And I think because I have set up those things to be like the... TV is the focus focus sort of thing. I think that's where it is for me at the moment. Mm -hmm. What about you? Yeah, it's interesting. I, I was thinking about this as well. 
I remember a, a week or two ago, I was saying how I almost got my Switch out on the train a week or two ago, and mm. I just didn't because I remembered my Joy-Cons have drift, so I just didn't bother pulling it out. It, it, it's a big one. It's a, That's a big uh, compromise at the moment. I'd need to get that fixed because yeah. otherwise I probably would have played some Arceus, right? Um, I think podcasts have gotten in my way of enjoyment of handheld stuff because, like, I've got podcasts that I always want to make sure I'm getting through each week and, like... If I've got a spare moment of time, I you know I enjoy listening to podcasts. I enjoy doing that, but it means that if I want to um, play a game at the same time, I have to pick the audio of one over the audio of another. Um, and you know, a bus ride, a train ride, it's only ever thirty minutes or forty minutes for me. Um, and so then I feel like it's not like something I can really get into, like a story game wise. So then I'm like, oh, why would I bother with the audio? I'm not going to be that immersed. I'm just going to play you know, the spirit board on Smash and, and do some challenges. So why would I need it? Sure. And so then it's it, it becomes like prime, like time passing, not like, you know, entertainment necessarily, yeah. not like critical reception of a game. Um, you know, I wouldn't try, I probably wouldn't play that much. Even let's say Persona 5 was on Switch. And that's where I'd been playing it this whole time. I probably wouldn't be playing it on the train or the bus. Right. Um, I do love those times, though, where you get a handheld game. Let's say Pokemon Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl, for example. Sure. Um, and for whatever reason, you pick it up on the Switch and you're just playing it in handheld and you're just on the couch and you are just playing it in your hands. And you could just be playing it anywhere else. You could yeah. be playing it on telly at your desk. You could be playing it in bed. But it's just like, no, I'm on the couch, but I'm playing it in my hands. And that's just how it is at the moment. And that's fun. Like getting sucked in to something that's in your hands like that is a fun, unique experience that I don't think I've had in a long time, but I, I, I miss. I did find it strange playing Pokemon Diamond Pearl remake on the TV. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. weird seeing it that big, like that, that intentionally blown up. I, I was so looking forward to it, and I mentioned it a bunch of times, because I played Pokemon Yellow on the TV through my N64, through Pokemon Stadium. Yeah. Um, and that's how I've, I think I played most of that game, which was sick. So, like, I really liked having the option to do that, and I think that's because, you know, like all these games, if you can get it to a point where you can focus on it more, I think it's better. Yeah, like one of the things that I've been looking at lately is um, like when you open up Moon, Moonlight, it, it does the whole like, hey, like it, it'll populate with the game that you've got installed on the host PC. Um, and I, I just go to the Steam big picture thing so I can look at it in a nicer interface. Um, but it auto-populated with Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> yeah, I saw that on mine too. And I was like, huh. I, wonder, I wonder what that would be like. Yeah. I don't think I'd enjoy it as much. And I think because I got so used to using keyboard and mouse just for all the all the hotkeys. Totally. But I was like, I wonder if like I wonder if it would be a bit more casual if I played it with a controller. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I know it supports controller, it's on PS4. Yeah, there's a whole there's there's millions of people who only play it on controller. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that... It, that would be interesting, like a pass, the a way to easily engage with that, and then so you're not, it's not like a four hour commitment each time. Yeah. Uh, 
So our second little prompt here is what effects does the environment that we are playing and have on the games? I feel like we've touched on that a bit, but this is um, as opposed to just is it handheld or is it sit sit down gaming? You know, it could be the difference between the TV room and the desk. I, I think, and we've spoken a bit about, you know, you, you're playing something at your telly or in your bedroom. There's something about PC gaming that it's it's a weird area because the 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 our PCs are so multi-purpose, right? Yeah. We use them Which for means work that, all the time. Exactly, right? Like it's it's a study space while we were at school. It's it's like for homework then, and then it's for it's for writing if we want to do that. It's for video capture and editing for me and and for you it's about twitter and <laughs> <laughs> well you know like like you know we do the podcast on here you know totally. like this and the computer, audio editing yeah like this computer is where the website was made yes yeah. on my laptop so it's like yeah and, and having that the the extra monitors too uh, you know there have been times where i've i've been wanting to play something on the computer and i just turn off my other monitor it's like i don't i don't even want to I, I rarely go the extra mile in closed Discord, which I should really do, because like I'll close the monitor and then I'll hear the bubbloop, and then I'm really like, "Oh, what's on the monitor?" <laughs> but, <laughs> um, yeah, the desk is a is a really interesting spot to play stuff, and I think it's rare that it's rare these days that I'll get sucked into it. Um, usually, for me, a lot of it also depends on what console is newest. You know what I mean, or like what hardware is is the newest. So like when I got my my thirty eighty for the computer, I was like, oh, I'm gonna play everything here. I'll start I'll start up Control and I'll do this, I'll do that. Um, but it's just not as easy to hang out and spend time together doing our own thing with yeah. Sam and I if I'm sitting at my desk. Yes. So yeah, it's 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 fascinating the the different. Uh, priorities that we have and the mm. different priorities that change um, with our living situations and stuff like that. How, how, like, what is the best case scenario for you using your PC to game at the moment? What, when, when do you really want to be using your PC for it? I, I, I don't know. I think, I think it is like it's first-person shooters mm -hmm. because I need the mouse and keyboard to sort of like really feel like I'm getting good at it. Um, or I'm playing online. I I don't play online with people nearly ever on my consoles. No, neither do I these um, days. Well, the Switch, because Switch online is bad. But like, it's like the there's so much more of a hassle. Whereas Discord is right there. Mm -hmm. And so, if I ever want to play online with someone. You know, like like I have bought games multiple times to play it on PC so I can play it with people, right? Mm -hmm. That happens not, like, un that's not uncommon. Um, not unheard of, maybe I should say. Um, but, like, the, the I think PC is where I socially play games online, I think. Yeah, totally. And th that's the same for me now, too. Um, even if I'm playing... Like, for instance, I was playing Halo with a few people and they were playing on Xbox and they were talking through Xbox party chat. And for a while, the best place for me to play Halo was on my Xbox. But I joined the voice call through the Xbox app on my computer at my desk and have my Xbox at my desk playing through that. 
Because it's like I, I'm not I'm not going to try and attach a headset to like all the headsets I've got with mics are all broken. Like I'm not going to try and do that. I've got a perfectly good microphone setup. I'll just connect through this. Yeah, and that and and it works flawlessly, which is great. Um, and I don't have to do anything else because it, it's just the best. It's it's the best way to experience that stuff. It's the easiest way to to connect with people. Mm. And like, and I I do wonder because I remember back when when the 360 was like the thing. Like Xbox Live parties back then were like so common. It was every mm. night there was a bunch of people to play games with. It was Halo. It was Call of Duty. It was GTA. Other, yeah, like other random stuff, right? And. Even then, it was like you would still jump in and play your own game sometimes without other people, um, but you'd still be in the party. You just mm. wouldn't. You just wouldn't be playing the same game as everyone else, and that was like very fine. And the 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 stuff inside of the Xbox Live parties made it so incredibly easy to join. Mm. It was like you literally just like turn on your headset. Someone's invited you to a party. You join the party, and then you're in the game. Yep. And then and then it was. Uh, do you want to like you know everybody was there in a list? Do you want to join everyone else's game, or do you want to join someone's game? You just click on them and then you click join game or request the invite to a game, mm-hmm. and that's all it took. It was so so easy. Mm-hmm. It was so incredibly easy to the point where you know like you know communities or YouTubers I was following would have like game nights with the audience, and it was just like yeah, just like request an invite from one of these people jump in you'll play a game with you know like you know Rooster Teeth or whatever and then after the game like everyone gets booted out and then you request to invite again mm-hmm. and it was like it was instant it was so fucking fast it was so mm. flawless um, I definitely feel like that's been lost it has it really really has I don't like I'm sure it's not too difficult now on Xbox I just don't do it on Xbox anymore yeah um, PlayStation never felt smooth there was always no, like it never felt snappy no it was it was never that easy and switch just doesn't even have communication at all <laughs> yeah bloody yeah so um it it was honestly like almost the same level of like it, it's a different style of communication now on discord because it's like you like you join a server mm-hmm. um so there's, there's obviously more options there because you can still just do video calls or just regular calls through Discord. Yeah. But like back then it was like very easy to play things there. And then since those days, like I don't play console games online almost at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's fascinating, isn't it? And part of that is us growing up, but it's also us growing up with the industry and different trends changing yeah. along with us. Mm. Um. Yeah, which means it's and, hard to get like a beat on, but yeah. And also being like a being high capacity users that we are, like we notice issues. Yeah. And are, and are unhappy with, you know, bumps. Yeah. Right. I, I was uh, I was watching a YouTube channel um uh Dank Pods earlier this week and he was talking about uh he was he was talking about in like head like a headphone purchasing guide. Um and he was like, look, if you if you want to go into the deep end, go to forums and stuff like that. There are a bunch of people there who know a bunch of this stuff. Now, a yep. lot of them there are hardcore enthusiasts for this thing. And the problem with the hardcore enthusiasts, and I know this because I'm one of them, is we're all grumpy bastards. Yes. Like, <laughs> we, we're all so happy, we're all so passionate about this thing that we love, that we know all of the issues, we're jaded, we've been here for too long, and all we want to do is complain about the things that aren't perfect. Um, 
and and he's right and it's true for yeah. for every industry and passion and hobby like yeah. everyone who's in it to the point where they know everything knows all of the flaws and and, and i want to say with love audio files are the worst yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's a different breed yeah sure sure um but yeah yeah like he's right yeah and like you know you can look back at the way we were talking about arkham knight where it was like I've been playing it and having fun with it, but also more than half our discussion, I think, was how it's not the perfect Batman game. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's it's it's, fun. it's a funny way that people engage with different things. Um, I think we've I think we've spoken to our third prompt here, which is where do you prefer to play different genres? You know, yeah. we've spoken about narrative games, first person shooters at your desk, and although it is interesting that you played Red Dead, a narrative game. This is a different house, a different time, but you that you played Red Dead more readily, more consistently a narrative game at your desk I, I think that one at that point was about focus i think that one was the living room at that point at that house was sort of a bit like louder there were people coming in and out a bit more often whereas True. red red dead is quite a quiet game and your desk was in your bedroom at that time too yes so not that far away from being horizontal <laughs> yes yes <laughs> and as well i played that with a controller as well yeah. So, so, so for some of it, at least. I would do the shooting, I think, with mouse and keyboard, and I would do the rest with controller. Yeah, that game feels better on controller, I think. It, it feels similar to me as, like, Hitman, mm. where it's like they've done such a good job of making many of the controls really contextual, where a lot of buttons do a lot of different work. But then when you go to mouse and keyboard, it's like every single action has a different key. So all of a sudden you're using the Y and the U and the N keys and the J keys and you don't remember what they all do, but you need all of them. And Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then our last prompt is why do these seemingly unrelated changes make a difference to our experience? And obviously I think we've spoken to this a little bit, but like what is it about a different setting? What is it about, you know, the people matter? we're with? Pardon? Why does it matter? Yeah. Um, yeah, like I think, I think a lot of it comes from, you know, when, when we play games as people that do it, at least what we do, or at least engage in the media to the, to the extent that we try to, um, we want it to be like, we want the best version of the thing. Yeah. Right. You have spoken in the past about how the first time you played the last of us mm -hmm. was not in this, not in an ideal scenario. I think it's a pretty safe way to say it. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I was, I was cracking jokes with a relative the whole time. Yeah. So, which is, isn't a great way to experience the, the gravitas and weight of the story. Yeah. And that's not the, that's not an incorrect way to play the game, but totally. the, it, going back you would do it differently or at least maybe you would like try and you didn't do that with last of us two we'll put it that way yeah um and i i i think that's important because what you want is like at least when we're when we're doing some of this stuff when it's when it's something that feels like it is commanding attention or it is at least trying to get something across to you. You want to sort of like get what it's saying to you. Um, it's like sometimes one of my housemates was coming in while I was playing. Uh, I don't remember what it was. I was playing something on TV and it was like a narrative game. 
and like she'd come in and just sort of like start like talking at me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I, you're and like, and I, just, like, or, like I was like pause the game and like look at them. And I wasn't I like specifically like wasn't really engaging in the conversation because I didn't want to because I wanted to get back to the to the game. Yeah. And so I was like just like listening to what she was saying, and she like left and I hit unpause and about three seconds later she came back to like finish like the thought that she had forgotten halfway through and I like unpaused and I like looked at her <laughs> and and I sort of did like the yeah it's crazy man and then like <laughs> and she was like yeah right and then like left and I was like okay unpause <laughs> um because I want to like see what the game is like you know find out what it's trying to say yeah, totally. You want to be receptive to it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's it is funny. I think for me, well, there's an example I keep thinking of which is back when I was like 11, um I had a friend come over while I was staying at my dad's house for the weekend and we rented Dragon Quest 11, no, 7, not 11, 7 um on PS2. Right. And this friend of mine is uh is someone who he likes a very particular style of music to the point where he likes to be able to turn music off in games because he never really likes it ever, <laughs> right. um, which is, you know, it's, it's interesting. But he really got into Dragon Quest Seven with me. The way we were playing it, we, we just played it for hours for that mm. weekend and I just rented it. Um, and then I never played it again. We handed it back and never did that again and I never got to finish that game or even get close to it. And then it came out on 3DS um, and then I got a 3DS and then I bought the game for cheap. And there was a time, you know, I, I played it a bit while I was on a train and then I stopped traveling as much, I stopped studying, um, got the Switch, so I stopped using my 3DS and I was like, I really want to play Dragon Quest Seven. I guess I'm going to, I guess I'm going to bring out my 3DS, mm. which I kind of couldn't believe and I did and I sat on the couch and I just played the 3DS. I couldn't put it on the telly and there was nothing wrong with it, like me playing in handheld on the couch, like, you know, you kind of got to stretch your neck a little bit, you, you got to avoid that handheld crick where you're... Your arms are right in front of your face, and your and your neck's like, but mm. it's fascinating to me that I can play a JRPG on the 3DS on the couch in my hands for hours at a time. But then, given the options that we have now with the Switch, with the PC, with the Moonlight setups, we've got stream like streaming Moonlight setups that we have set up. You and I both and. With the different consoles we've got, I feel like there's so many options that, like, there is a right one. Like, mm. whereas before, say, in, like, 2014, when I had a, a, a modern PC and new games were coming out, I'd try and get them all on PC because that was where I could do whatever I wanted in my, in my home where I lived with my mum and not bother her if she wanted to use the telly. And yeah. if I did want to use the telly, you know, it'd be after she went to bed or or I'd if I was doing a raid at a certain time, I'd have to say, hey, I'm going to do a raid at a certain time on the telly. It's going to be like 7.30 or something at Destiny. Um, you know, I had to I had to have that consideration. So, but when when we're in these houses where they're the houses for us, for the most part, you're in a share house, but like, you know, the, the study is for you or your housemate to use as you see fit and the the lounge room is for anyone else to use as you see fit, but you've kind of got, again, so many options. Like yeah, there is a right one and a wrong way to do it. I feel like there's more wrong ways than there are right ways. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah, like spoilt for choice in a weird way, but also like it, it can it can sometimes put off when it when it doesn't feel like you're playing it in the right way. Yeah, so you put it down, and you load up YouTube, and then you spend another two hours not playing games, and then yeah. you got to like cook dinner or something. <laughs> and, and and I do want to say that that is also partly because like everything else that exists on the internet at the moment is so is so attention heavy. Like it it is so like you know like every social media now is like like we need to keep you on here as long as possible. Oh right, like when you load up TikTok it's like next 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 and then yeah. when you hit back to exit the app it's like press again to actually leave. I hate that shit. Yeah, like and it's it, that that's why I don't go on the app. That's why yeah. I don't I don't browse that thing cuz like I I could easily see myself getting stuck sucked into it. But I just need to make sure I don't. Yeah. Um YouTube has started doing their own like fucking real type videos as well and they usually suck i keep like imagine what my youtube is gary imagine what my youtube is and i still get joe rogan and jordan peterson recommendations yeah totally um so you know it's like that puts me off because their algorithms are terrible and their platform Mm -hmm. is awful twitter hasn't got that thank christ um and do miss twitter's stories pardon i do miss twitter stories fleets fleets that's right i just remember everyone uploading fleets on the last day (laughs) yeah um yeah i don't know it it is weird knowing that there are better and worse places to play the exact same product yeah yeah and really it's kind of a part of me that's like stop being so fussy (laughs) like just kind of yeah um, but, but also, also like, I, I feel like, yeah, I feel like also, you know, uh, Scorsese, how is like, you know, like watch my movies in theaters. Oh no. Like Nolan was more like Nolan, that. He's yeah. like, I, I don't want my movies on streaming services. I want my movies in cinemas. Yeah. So yeah, that was, you know, I feel like a bit of a, a meandering topic, but, um, it's a good one. It was, it was a, it was a thinker. Mm. I don't. Where do you play games, audience? Yes, feel free to let us know on Twitter and on TikTok and on Instagram. Um, we don't have an email address. <laughs> I keep yeah, thinking we, we, we do, do, but there's like an old game spoilers one, right? No, we've got minimapau at gmail.com. Oh, minimapau at gmail.com if you want to email us your, your, your thoughts. We've, we've, your... we've always had that. Oh, right. Good. Yeah. I didn't know. <laughs> Good to know. Yeah. <laughs> I should, change go, it to, I should change it to a minimap email. Yeah, seeing as we have it. Yeah. I minimap mean, at dot au. <laughs> yeah. What? Not that. That's awful. Yes. Um, yeah, if you if you have any prompts, feel free to chat to us. We're, we are online. Always. Watching. Forever. Uh, so, yeah, if you wanted to do that, we're on Twitter at minimapau. That's the same on Instagram and TikTok? Yep, yep. Talk me to map AU. Yep, cool. Uh, we're on Twitter as well. Um, I'm there at KJ Palmer underscore 24. Uh, Jeremy is there at Obi-Wan Jez. <laughs> I don't think you've ever said it for me. Uh, no, I don't think I have, but you, I, I, I couldn't tell. You were, you were looking over there. I just thought, I was like, ah, well, I will. I'll just, no, I'll just, just, I'll just looking at another monitor. <laughs> no, fair enough. Um, and that's about it, I think. Uh, if you want to support us, you can rate this show positively on any uh platform of your choosing you can also support us on patreon.com slash minimapau uh 
But yeah, thanks so much for joining us for this episode, for this topic, um, for all of these games. We'll be back next week when we're going through more of our backlog. Maybe, maybe Jeremy and I will both have finished Disco Elysium by that point. Who knows? We'll see how far I get. Um, I've got to finish <laughs> Arkham Knight first. <laughs> I could be here till next next year. I I kind of can't believe and and Life is Strange True, True Colors just got onto Game Pass this last week. I don't know if you saw that. So I'm sitting here going like Disco Elysium, Arkham Knight, Persona 5, Mass Effect. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, so many non-recent games. I don't know when I'm going to get to Horizon. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's going to do it for us this week. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone. Uh, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>